0: Well, good morning to each one. It is a true privilege and honor to be here worshiping you with you this morning. And yes, are we looking for a heavenly home? Because that is truly the most important home we could ever want and look for. Sorry, I'm dealing with a cold and Colton had a baseball game um friday night it's almost ridiculous how wrapped up you can get into it and yelling and stuff so i hope my voice doesn't give out but i'll try my hardest um this morning i just want to i'm not preaching to anybody this morning but i'm talking to each one of us and I thought about putting a big mirror up here so I could look at it because I struggle just as much with this as with anybody else. And I know it's so easy when somebody's preaching, you can um, think of other people that it is affecting, or they're preaching about somebody else or whatever, and it's hard to see like they're maybe actually preaching to you. And I thought about passing out mirrors to everybody too. But I didn't have that many mirrors, so maybe if everybody wants to just pull out their cell phones and put it on selfie mode and just watch that instead of watching me. But anyways, I want to go to Matthew chapter 18. It's something I've been seeing and hearing, and I know I think all of us struggle with this from time to time. So Matthew chapter 18, but before that, I want to read Luke Luke chapter 17, verses 3 and 4. I like how Luke writes here, it's just short to the point, no extra words. I mean, this is Matthew chapter 18 and two verses here. It were better for him that a millstone were hanged about his neck and he, and he cast into the sea than, he, than that he should offend one of these little ones. Take heed to yourselves if thy brother trespass against thee, rebuke him, and if he repent, forgive him. If he trespass against thee seven times in a day, and seven times in a day turn again to thee, saying, I repent, thou shalt forgive him. I went to a verse four there. But that is Matthew chapter 18, all in one, or in a couple verses there. But Matthew chapter 18, verse 15 is what I want to look at. It says, Moreover, if thy brother shall trespass against thee, and the first word I want to look at there is if. It doesn't say when thy trust or thy brother trespass against thee. I think we all know it's going to happen from time to time. But if, seems to me like it should not be the norm. It shouldn't be just an everyday occurrence. And the word trespass there, the ESV says, if your brother sins against you, And I don't think it means every time our feelings may get hurt or whatever. We know that's going to happen. And sometimes it is a problem. We need to address that. But does our culture today teach us a little bit that our feelings can't get hurt? Or that our toes can't get stepped on from time to time? And do we need to take a big offense about it? Or can we just maybe see the truth in what's being said sometimes? But not always. That's going to take care of all the problems. Sometimes it is an offense that we need to take care of. And we'll go, Let's go on. It says, Go and tell him his fault between thee and him alone that's where we run into trouble isn't it it says between thee and him alone can we seek counsel it doesn't say anything about it here I think counsel is good I think counsel is right But once we start telling one person, yeah, that's probably okay. But what happens when we go to the second person, the third person, the fourth person? Pretty soon we're in a group of people telling other people about this person that wronged us. Is that right? Another thing we should not be spreading around under the disguise of a prayer request or when we're seeking counsel. We shouldn't be telling people that aren't part of the problem or part of the solution. And did you ever think about it when you're in a group of people talking about a problem, how the problem gets bigger and bigger? And then when all of a sudden, yeah, you should confront the problem or the person or whatever... And all of a sudden, the problem ain't as big as it used to be. Or that's how I am. It seems big when you're talking with people that agree with you. But then all of a sudden, as soon as I need to go talk to that person, well, maybe it's not such a big deal after all. Maybe I can just deal with it. Sometimes we can. Sometimes we can't. Basically, Jesus is giving us two options here. Option number one, show long-suffering and forgiveness to them. Forgive them. But if you forgive them, forget about it. Don't keep talking about it. Let's go to Leviticus 19. Leviticus 19, 17, and 18. Thou shalt not hate thy brother in thine heart. Thou shalt in any wise rebuke thy neighbor and not suffer sin upon him. Thou shalt not avenge nor bear any grudge against the children of thy people. But thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. I am the Lord. Then go to Ephesians 4. Ephesians 4, 1 through 3, and then 29 through 32. I, therefore, the prisoner of the Lord, beseech you that he walk worthy of the vocation wherewith you are called, with all lowliness and meekness, with long-suffering, forbearing one another. So there it is. You need to have meekness and long-suffering, forbearing with one another, endeavoring to keep the unity of the Spirit in the bond of peace. Then over there to 29. Let no corrupt communication proceed out of your mouth, but that which is good to the use of edifying, that it may minister grace unto the hearers. And grieve not the Holy Spirit of God, whereby ye are sealed unto the day of redemption. Let all bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor and evil speaking be put away from you with all malice. And here is the key. And be ye kind one to another, tender hearted forgiving one another even as God for Christ's sake hath forgiven you and then to colossians 3 colossians 3 8 through 17 But now ye also put off all these anger wrath malice blasphemy filthy communication out of your mouth lie not one to another seeing that ye have put off the old man with his deeds and have put on the new man which is renewed in knowledge after the image of him that created him where there is neither greek nor jew circumcision nor uncircumcision Barbarian, Scythian, bond nor free, but Christ is all and in all. Put on therefore as the elect of God, holy and beloved, bowels of mercy, kindness, humbleness of mind, meekness, long-suffering. Forbearing one another and forgiving one another, if any man have a quarrel against any, even as Christ forgave you, so do ye. And above all these things, put on charity, which is a bond of perfectness. And let the peace of God rule in your hearts, to the which also ye are called in one body, and be ye thankful. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly in all wisdom, teaching and admonishing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing with grace in your hearts to the Lord. And whatsoever ye do in word or deed, do all. In the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God and the Father by him. Then let's go to Mark 11. 25 and 26 and when ye stand praying forgive if you ought against any that your father also which is in heaven may forgive you your trespasses but if ye do not forgive neither will your father which is in heaven forgive your trespasses so that is option number one We can just forgive the brother and forget about it and stop talking about it or if that's not the option option number two go talk to them but we need to go talk to them with love and meekness But I would say take some time after the trespass against you. Don't go right aways. Seek God out. <clears throat> Pray to Him. You know, as a parent, when your children do does something they shouldn't wrong, and you're irritated with them, it's pretty easy to give them a spanking right aways. But give us some time, and it gets harder and harder the longer it goes. They still need the spanking, but you go about it in a different way. And I think the same applies to this. Let the emotions come out of it. Take truth. Tell them of their offense as if they're not aware of it because a good chance is they're probably not. They probably didn't do it on purpose. Communicate with them. And communicate with the person in a way that it, that it attacks the problem and not the person themselves. The best way to convince somebody of their sin is to take them to scripture. Your opinion does really not matter at this time. God's word is the authority. Take them to scripture. Show them what they did wrong. You can't just go with your opinions. Because what is your opinion to God's Word? Nothing. And above all, go with a heart of love. Let's turn to 1 Corinthians 13. We might be doing all kinds of good. We might be right. But without love, what is it? First Corinthians 13, starting at verse 1. Though I speak with tongues of men and of angels and have not charity, I am becoming as a sounding brass or a tinkling cymbal. And though I have the gift of prophecy and understand all mystery and all knowledge, and though I have all faith so that I can remove mountains and have not charity, I am nothing. And though I bestow all my goods to feed the poor, and though I give my body to be burned, and have not charity, it profiteth me nothing. Charity suffereth long and is kind. Charity envieth not. Charity vaunteth not itself, is not puffed up. Doth not behave itself unseemly. Seeketh not her own, is not easily provoked, thinketh no evil. Rejoiceth not in iniquity, but rejoiceth In the truth, beareth all things, believeth all things, hopeth all things, endureth all things. Charity never faileth. Well, whether there be prophecies, they shall fail. Whether there be tongues, they shall cease. Whether there be knowledge, it shall vanish away. I'll stop there and let's go to Ephesians 4. Ephesians chapter 4, verse 15 and 25. But speaking the truth in love may grow up into him in the things which is ahead, even Christ. And then wherefore, putting away lying, speak every man truth with his neighbor, for we are members one of another. And sometimes... You have to say difficult words to each other. It's kind of how relationships work. Sometimes it ain't always easy. Relationships can be hard, they are hard. But we need to go in love, even though we have tough things to say from time to time. Let's go to Acts 7. Acts chapter 7, verse 51 through 53. And here um, it's Stephen before the council. And he was telling them difficult things, hard things. But I think he was doing it out of love for and a concern for their souls. It wasn't just because he was trying to be mean. He said, He's stiff-necked and uncircumcised in heart and ears. He do always resist the Holy Ghost, as your fathers did, so do ye. Which of the prophets have not your fathers persecuted? They have slain them, which showed before the coming of the Just One, of whom ye have been now the betrayers and murderers, who have received the law by the disposition of angels and have not kept it. And also to Titus, chapter 1. 9 through 4, or... 9-14. through 14. Holding fast the faithful word, as ye hath been taught, that he may be able, to, able by sound doctrine both to exhort and to convince the gainsayer. For they are many unruly and vain talkers and deceivers, especially they of the circumcision, whose mouths must be stopped, who subvert whole houses, teaching things which they ought not for filthy lucre's sake. One of themselves, even a prophet of their own, said the Cretans are always liars, evil beasts, slow bellies. This witness is true, wherefore rebuke them sharply, that they may be sound in the faith, not giving heed to the Jewish fables and commandments of men that turn from the truth. So sometimes it does take rebuke, and it might sound harsh, but do we have truth On our side. Then back to Matthew 18 there. It says, Moreover, if thy brother shall trespass against thee and go and tell him his fault between thee and him alone, and then it says, If he shall hear thee, thou hast gained thy brother. And what joy this should be to us, to you, where friendship and peace are restored. And you know what? Nobody has to know about it. Nobody's reputation is marred because it was just you and him. And I think most of our problems could be solved if we just followed this. If we just listen and learn and seek God have the spirit of his holiness within us. But we all know that this isn't always possible. There are times that it needs to go farther. Let's go down to verse 16. But if he will not hear thee, then take with thee one or two more. That in the mouth of two or three witnesses, every word may be established. What? I still can't go tell all my friends about this problem? I still can't gossip about it? It's not what it says. I still can't go seek a bunch of counsel? I still can't make a prayer request Take with thee one or two more It still don't need to be spread around but there is great wisdom in taking multiple people That way every word can be established And I would advise when you find somebody to go with you, make sure it's just not one of your friends that you know is going to agree with you. Take somebody that is filled with the Spirit. Somebody that can maybe see both sides of the the issue. Somebody that is willing to work with both of you to work this disagreement out. Let's go back to our Numbers 35-30. Just how important it is from time to time to have multiple people Numbers 35, 30. Whosoever killeth any person, the murderer shall be put to death by the mouth of witnesses, but one witness shall not testify against any person to cause him to die. Then also Deuteronomy 17. Verse 6. At the mouth of two witnesses, or three witnesses, shall he that is worthy of death be put to death. But at the mouth of one witness, he shall not be put to death. And also, chapter 19, verse 15. One witness shall not rise up against a man for any iniquity or for any sin. If any sin that he sinneth at the mouth of two witnesses, or at the mouth of three witnesses, shall the matter be established. And I understand we're not putting anybody to death. But I think there's great wisdom and yeah, having multiple people there so that it's not a he said, he said, he said, she said, or whatever. That every word can be established. And this point is to strengthen the reproof to establish every word and to cause the offender to realize the seriousness of the situation, not to gang up on him or anybody. And then in verse 17 in Matthew there, And if he shall neglect to hear them, tell it unto the church, But if he neglect to hear the church, let him be unto thee as a heathen man and a publican. It appears this is the first time that it should go public. This is the first time that a group of people should know about it. And I understand not every time it's going to be like this. Some things, there is a group of people that know about stuff. But on the majority, is this what we're doing? But this verse does still not give us the right to gossip about it. And then in the last part of that verse says, and let him be to thee as a heathen man and a publican. I don't think this means we just push them out of our lives. But we, it does change a relationship somewhat and we need to draw them back to Christ draw them not just push them away but how do we do all this I know it's a great challenge for me it's hard sometimes you go talk to somebody It's easier just to forget about it. But the Bible says, go. If it is a problem, go. And I think it's very interesting how those three little verses are sandwiched between the first part of chapter 18 and the last part. And I think that is very, very, very key to doing them three verses. So let's go back to verse 3 there in chapter 18 of Matthew. It says, Verily I say unto you, except be converted and become as little children, ye shall not enter into the kingdom of heaven. Whosoever therefore shall humble himself as this little child, the same is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven. And whoso shall receive such a little child in my name, receiveth me. But whoso shall offend one of these little ones which believe in me, it were better for him that a millstone were hanged about his neck, and that he were drowned in the depths of the sea. And then, down, or verse 10 there, Take heed that ye despise not one of these little ones, for I say unto you that in heaven their angels do always behold the face of my Father which is in heaven. Proverbs 10:17 ESV says whoever heeds instructions is on the path of light to life but he that rejects reproof leads others astray and let's go to 1 Peter 5 through 6 likewise ye younger submit yourselves unto the elder yea all of you be subject one to another be clothed with humility for God resisteth the proud and giveth grace to the humble humble yourselves therefore under the mighty hand of God that he may exalt you in due time and I think that's what the first part of Matthew chapter 18 is saying there Humble yourself as little children. It says little children. It doesn't say youth. (laughs) Youth seem to be into themselves. Little child, it doesn't care what color you are, how big you are, how you smell. They just want to be friends. Everybody is on the same playing field with a little child. And I think that's what God is telling each one of us. We're all the same. There's not one of us that is greater than another. We're all the same in the kingdom of God, and I think just as important as is humi- just as important humility is is forgiveness. We have to be humble when somebody comes talk to us. Are we willing to listen? Are we willing to hear what they have to say? And then are we willing to forgive each other? In verse 21 there, through the end of the chapter, Then came Peter to him and said, Lord, how oft shall my brother sin against me and I forgive him? Till seven times? Jesus saith unto him, I say not unto thee until seven times, but until seventy times seven. Therefore is the kingdom of heaven likened unto a certain king which would take account of his servants. When he, And when he had begun to reckon, one was brought unto him which owed him ten thousand talents. But forasmuch as he had not to pay his lord, commanded him to be sold, and his wife and children, and all that he had, and payment to be made. The servants therefore fell down and worshipped him, saying, Lord, have patience with me, and I will pay thee all. Then the Lord of that servant was moved with compassion and loosed him and forgave him the debt. But the same servant went out and found one of his fellow servants, which owed him a hundred pence. And he laid hands on him, took him by the throat, saying, Pay me that thou owest. And his fellow servant fell down at his feet and besought him, saying, Have patience with me, and I will pay thee all. And he would not, but went and cast him into prison till he should pay the debt. So when his fellow servants saw what was done, they were very sorry, and came and told him to the Lord all that was done. Then his Lord, after that, he had called him and said unto him, O thou wicked servant! I forgave thee all that debt because thou desirest me. Shouldest not thou also have had compassion on thy fellow servant, even as I had pity on thee? And his Lord was wroth and delivered him to the tormentors till he should pay all that was due unto him. So likewise shall my heavenly Father do also to you if from your hearts... Forgive not everyone his brother their trespasses. Are we willing to forgive our brothers? Because if we're not, how can God forgive you? How can God forgive me? So my challenge to you this morning is meditate on these words. These are Jesus' words written down. Not only meditate on them, take action. Follow through. Relationships, Relationships can be healed. There is a path forward. So I just want to encourage each one of you Be filled with His Spirit. Follow what the Bible tells us to do, even though it might be hard. And another thing, pray for me that I can practice what I preach. It's not easy standing up here and telling you guys, because I'm sure you can look at my life and see faults in it. So just pray for each one of us, encourage each one of us, that we can keep going forward and living our lives in a way that glorifies and honors God and not ourselves. Let's bow for prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, we just want to thank you for your spirit over us, Lord. I just pray that you just bless each one here this morning, that we be just filled with your spirit. That we might not only be hearers of the word, but that we might be doers as well, Lord. So just bless us. Just pray that people would just be encouraged and that people would just seek you out and follow you, Lord. Just give us strength to do what we need to do and give us peace, Lord. Give us that rest, as we heard in Sunday school, that we might just rest in your amazing rest. So just be with us the rest of the day. Just bless us, guide us, and direct us.